we talk about what kind of plans. We determine your personal philosophy of care, how much you want to be involved in decision making, what kind of outcomes are you expecting, what are your personal goals, because sometimes they can be very different from the goals of, of the healthcare provider. And then we look at your support systems. We create uh, scripts, lists of questions that you can ask. We identify members of, a, of the team. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. I want to share with you how I can help you get back to feeling like yourself so that you can love yourself and your life as a mom. If you're on the verge of burnout, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, and you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that you have zero time for yourself, then listen up. You may have thought that when your babies were out of diapers, you'd have more time for yourself. Then as your kids grew, you thought that when they started school, you'd get back to doing things that you like to do. Well, now you're realizing that it's been way too long and your life has been so focused on taking care of it all that you can't even remember what it is that you like to do. And when you look in the mirror, you barely recognize the woman staring back. Well, I can help you. I know you can do it all. But why is it that trying to do it all is leaving you constantly feeling like you can't? You're trying so hard to keep it together on the outside, yet you're falling apart on the inside. I want to help. I understand what's happening because I've been where you are now. As a clinical therapist, a coach, and a fellow mom who was once drowning under the pressures of what turned out to be my own expectations, I want to share with you the tools and strategies that have helped me to reclaim myself and design a life I wanted to be living. Together, we will recover your sense of self. Imagine making time in your day to not only hear your own thoughts, but to recharge and feel alive. As we work to minimize mom brain, you will absolutely feel more centered and balanced. Right now, you may not even know what it is that you need or want, but soon enough, you will be able to ask for exactly what you need. You'll be able to engage in your own passions and interests without feeling guilty, and you'll find that you can be more present for your children, and who wouldn't want that? Not to mention, you'll finally be able to rest once you learn how to give yourself time and space to do so. Your relationships will improve, not only with others, but you'll love who you see in the mirror. Ultimately, you'll feel more confident about yourself, and you'll be more willing to dream bigger, leading to a more fulfilled life. But I need you to take the next step. Click on the link in the show notes of today's episode to see what days and times I have available so that we can see if taking the next step together makes sense. Book a call today to start your journey to reclaiming and loving yourself. With 25 plus years of nursing experience and successfully navigating numerous health challenges of her own, Cindy Lynn has become an expert at helping women transcend their diagnoses and reclaim powerful, beautiful lives. She uses integrative coaching as well as a variety of body work to move clients beyond the limitations of a diagnosis and back to a full life. 
She believes that even in the face of chronic illness, we can choose to experience joy and genuine purpose. On today's episode, Cindy and I will be talking about how to move past any diagnosis you may have received and create a life even better than before. So let's just jump in there. So Cindy, I read a little bit about your bio, but why don't you share with us more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today? Sure. So as you said, I came from a background of nursing and that caregiving that I'm sure a lot of your listeners recognize, the kind of perpetual caregiving. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a slacker for your podcast. Probably I just have one child. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if I, if I fit. But as a nurse, the perpetual caregiving certainly rings true for me. Uh, and I think that we carry through life for all of us. So I got out of nursing and moved into the corporate world because I was getting a little bit burned out and made a big, uh, big move geographically. And then over the course of many years, really missed that contact one-on-one -on -one with people. And when I decided that I wanted to get back in touch working with people, I made an interesting decision one that some people view as controversial, but I wanted to work with people who wanted to get better. Hmm. And I see you're shaking your head and smiling yeah. and you probably know where this is going, but for your listeners, it may sound cruel or not very compassionate, but in the hospital, I, sound, I saw continuous rounds of people coming in, getting their kind of tune-up in the hospital, going home without changing anything and then being back exactly in the same place a few months, like over and over again. And there were a few people who really wanted to make a difference in their life and wanted to make change. And those were the people that I wanted to work with. So I left the corporate world. I started working with people teaching Pilates, um, yoga, doing muscle activation techniques. And then out of that, very organically, my coaching practice grew from from clients who had gotten diagnoses or had gone through treatments. So how long have you had your coaching practice? About eight years now. Okay. Okay. So it's been so quite a while. Like 12, I think I'm about 12 years now is in my business out of the corporate world and probably the last eight of that coaching. Okay. Do you work with specific diagnoses, like people that have certain diagnoses or are you very to, to any very broad open to okay. any because it's not the individual to, you know even though I'm a nurse and I can help you address specific things I know what mm -hmm. questions to, to maybe help you ask the idea is to find yourself again after the diagnosis after the treatment I think I, I would never compare motherhood to a diagnosis but I think it's got parallels in that shift from caring for something else, having mm. a crisis, having completely external focus to figuring out how to bring the focus back to us again. Right, right. Now, do you work with mostly um, women or men or? Mostly women, women. Okay. yes. My, my membership where women can uh, come and learn and, and work on each facet of their life kind of month by month that's all women. I do have one-on-one um, -on -one clients that are men. And how long do you often work? Like, I'm sure it's all different, but like your typical, um, like 
time frame? How how long should somebody expect to work with you if they are well, right? So I right now I'm working with people in two ways. One of them is the is the monthly membership, mm-hmm. and that membership lasts a year because every month we have a different topic. You know, coming okay. out of a diagnosis, well, everybody's busy, but people don't necessarily have women don't necessarily have a lot of energy to spend. So mm-hmm. it's a couple of hours each month at their own pace to talk about things like body image one month or healing sleep the next month or mm-hmm. healing, healing your self-image in terms of your career and, and what you do. So each month is a different topic that they can take at their own pace. Okay. Okay. That, that's awesome that you have that. So uh, in from when you applied to be on the podcast to this point, I remember reading something about um, where you focus a lot on becoming a partner on your healthcare team. Can yes. you talk a little bit more about that and how you help? Absolutely. Do that? So that's kind of the second way that I work with people. And that is I do a one day intensive for the woman who has just left the doctor's office mm-hmm has this diagnosis and wants to really do it her way. She wants to have the diagnosis absolutely done the way she runs the rest of her life and not have it be um, just kind of this automatic pull through the system. Right. Right. And we talk about what kind of plans. We determine your personal philosophy of care how much you want to be involved in decision-making, what kind of outcomes are you expecting? What are your personal goals? Because sometimes they can be very different from the goals of, of the healthcare provider. And then we look at your support systems. We create uh, scripts, lists of questions that you can ask. We identify members of, of the team that might be helpful for you. And so that's a that's a one-day intensive that sets you off with the plan. And then of course, some follow-up um, with me so that you really feel like you can take charge of the situation. Right, I can imagine that's something that so many people would benefit from. Now, it sounds like you do mostly um, like physical health diagnoses. Would you ever work with like mental health disorders? I do work with okay. um, primarily in the in the Heal Your Life community. Mm-hmm. Um, I will work with recently diagnosed um, uh, psychological or mental disorders, um, kind of on a case by case basis. Okay. So very often um, there's uh, there's some predetermined paths. There are some choices. Uh, but often those acute diagnoses that people get are actually very acute in, in inpatient situations. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, mental health diagnoses tend to come on slowly over time, be more of the, the chronic with, with acute kind of bursts. Right. So yes, if someone has been struggling for a while and comes to me to, to finally say, you know what, I've, I've been working with this anxiety for many, many years, I want to do something different. Can mm-hmm. you help me figure out what questions to ask, who those providers might be, where I might go for that kind of thing? So then we do that. Okay. So how is your um, 
remind me what is it called the community the heal your, heal your life community Heal your life yeah. community how is that different like how does that differ from a support group so it's it's very different from a support group because it's not focused on the diagnosis support groups are are very interesting to me you know they've taken on a very different role than i think they were intended to I think the original intention of a support group was to provide information in the acute stages of an illness to provide resources. Um, They've evolved into being kind of a continuing, um, kind of a continuing place where people live. Okay. So rather than being a bridge back into life, they remain sort of life itself for some people. Okay. And then they have difficulty moving beyond that. So they serve a really important function at a particular time, but they were never designed to be a forever thing. To be a landing spot. Yes. They're and not so your, to live. Your community is different because it, it serves to like educate and empower people to get back into their life. Right. And it's focused on the life component. So for example, moving your body in healthy, appropriate ways, whatever your circumstances are. So the people in the group may have, there may be women with with breast cancer, with autoimmune disease, with thyroid disorders, any of those kinds of things. So then the conversation becomes, hmm, I felt a little bit stronger today, I could do more, or I wasn't feeling, you know, that's what the conversation is around, the body, the health, the movement, as opposed to the conversation being around a specific disease. Okay. So you already touched upon um, kind of the initial state, like when somebody wants to work with you and kind of how do you get them, you know, what questions to ask and how to get a plan in place, but how do you help them? Is there like a framework or how do you take them from that point to being able to live successfully, like with their diagnosis? Like to a place like where you don't need to work with them anymore, that they're comfortable with their diagnosis. Right. So the membership is very independent in that way. Self-paced. It's self-paced. It's delivered online at their own pace. And then twice a month, I do live Zoom calls where they can ask questions and, and they're recorded for listening after as well, but live Zoom calls where they can ask questions about the materials for that month. So there's some, t- there's some touch, there's contact with me and they can reach out, but it's more their own self-exploration. I want it to be very empowering uh, and, and not require a lot of handholding because they're, they're stepping into their own. So the structure's there, the framework is there, and the ability to ask questions, but it's really a, a personal development journey. Do you do you simply offer like the membership, or do you do one on one as well? I do one on one as well, and that's that you know the one day with a little okay. bit of follow up, so the one one shot. Okay. Um, there was a time when I would work with people throughout the process, but that's mm. gotten very impractical. Right. Um, but yes, uh, the membership, people can go on, do that on their own. And it's, I, I wanted this to be very accessible. It's $47 a month. So, right. and, and there's no long-term commitment. So it's very accessible, especially for someone who's gone through the, the medical system. Right. And then the one-on-one is just that, that, you know, highly intensive one day, what's the plan? 
check back in if you need me. Okay. So when is the best time for women to join the community, to join your community? Really any time that they've moved beyond the active phase of treatment. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the midst of radiation treatments, if you're in the midst of chemo, that's where your energy needs to be. And that's, that's where it should be. But when you've moved beyond that and you start to look around and you think to yourself, and this again is kind of the same a parallel after you have children where you think, oh, I just want my old life back. But we've changed so much. Our old life doesn't fit anymore. So what does the new, what does our new life look like? What does it feel like? What do we want it to be? And so that's, that's very exciting. So at that stage where it's like, okay, how, how do we do this again? That's the perfect time to join the community. I think what you are offering, like what you have created is such a wonderful service for like, for, for women that are facing a diagnosis and are, I mean, you're scared. There's so many different emotions, scared, just this whole unknown that mm -hmm. you're about to enter. And the fact that you kind of hold their hand and walk them through this so that they can make it sense for it, they can process and they can get a life get their life back. Maybe it doesn't look the same. It sounds like it, it, it likely wouldn't look the same, but right. that there's still life after a diagnosis, which is amazing. Absolutely. And you know what? That's even true if there isn't a cure. So one of the, one of the things that we talk about a lot within the community is healing beyond the cure. Mm -hmm. You can heal your feelings and your emotions and your experience even if there isn't necessarily a cure for your disease.